<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast. I'm your guide, Bernice Bisson. I've been a professional psychic, medium, and astrologer for 30 years, and I've read for thousands of people all over the world. Many of those readings have been recorded by my clients. In this podcast, we get to listen in on some of the original predictions and hear from those clients as we flash back, and they share their own experience and recount in their own words a few eerie, unbelievable, or uncanny accuracies. I invite you to join us for a new journey each episode and come experience a little soul medicine for yourself. Something in the air, always something in the air. And in this episode, we listen in on two previous readings I did with Brian. He has returned to recount his experience and what has happened since his readings. I invite you to tune in as we hear a story about how he came to me searching for genealogical answers only to have the loving spirits of his deceased grandparents and great-grandfather give him guidance and a little lucky charm. They had some specific information to share, helping to guide Brian on his ancestral quest, and you will hear more about all of that right after this. Something in the air, something in the air. Welcome to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast with your guide, Bernice Besson. This was Brian's first ever visit to a psychic. His questions formulated, pictures of ancestors in hand, and being a natural sciences guy was looking for some practical connections and answers. There are some very key, tangible signs Spirit shares with him to affirm they can show up in tangible, practical ways, always to affirm their presence and the presence of God. Brian returns to share with us in his own words, the signs and signals getting his attention. I believe he said stuck to his ass. We'll hear it all right after this. Because small business owners need help. Thoughtfulmarketing.ca Helping businesses thrive. So I'm going to begin at the very, very top and welcome you and welcome everyone back and welcome you in. And I, I want to ask you, Brian, have you ever seen a psychic before? No, uh, you're the first one, first time. Um, I was never a skeptic, so I was very open to coming to see you. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a spiritual person per se. I'm sort of a science and nature type of person, but I am very open. And uh, yeah, I was more than happy to come and see you. And that was through a referral? Yes, it was. And thank you. And thank you for picking me as your psychic. And thank you to them for the kind words. Now, 
uh, in this reading, when you came in, uh, let's go back to that that uh, past reading we had together. And that very first time we sort of sat down and and you came into my reading room. Um, let's start. Just tell me about what that experience was like. Well, I was a little I was a little nervous because I didn't know what to expect. And mm-hmm. but you made it very comfortable. Uh, the The room was very comfortable. Uh, this was before COVID, so uh, it, you know we were uh, able to see each other face to face. And you you were very detailed, running through. Uh, what we were going to do and and you actually had said ahead of time if you have questions so I had prepared questions and and uh, things I wanted to ask but you made it very comfortable and I, I I felt at home easy to talk to wonderful thank you um and so as we went into your reading and we kind of brought you present let's just think back to that reading and I and I know that you know a few things came up around genealogy and some of your questions were more of the sort of nature and science because you're the nature science guy and so let's go back to that reading maybe tell us some of the things that that really struck you in that reading or maybe stuck with you well the genealogy I yeah I'm retired now so I have lots of uh, free time and I wanted to I really love family history or just history in general so so the genealogy aspect uh, was really important to me and I remember walking in the first time and, and you said there were a few people that come in with me. And of course, I turned behind to look to see who was behind me and <laughs> didn't quite get that. No. Um, but yeah, you uh, said there were a couple, a man and a woman and a man by himself. There's two men and one woman who show up with you. The man and the woman together and then a man. We kind of determined it later, or I think it was after the reading, after listening to the reading, kind of determined that the couple in there were probably my grandmother and grandfather, and the man by himself, uh, who I'd been thinking quite a bit about, was my great-grandfather, who died during World War I in France, and so I, there was never a history on him. He died very young, 24, and um, I knew my great-grandmother, but never asked questions about family history. So to, to have him come in into that reading, uh, that was kind of special. And that's kind of because I was really focused in on those people. Now there's your grandpa. Hi, grandpa. Your great grandpa, sorry. Um, okay. The man on his own. You brought a picture of him? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's why he shows up. You don't need to show them to me. They just yeah. show up. So that's him and that's the hermit. So you were focused in on your the genealogy of your your grandparents and your great grandparents, yeah. and they came up in the reading. Did you ask that question? They just came up. Yeah, you told me they came in with me. I I had brought I brought pictures with me, uh, you know, family pictures, hoping that something. Uh-huh. That- so they technically came in with you. <laughs> yes. yes. Someone lost their son. Okay. Uh, Do you know who I'm talking about? Well, we'd be going way back, but my great grandmother. That's that's what I mean. She lost him when he was like a few years old, and nobody could talk about him. But I found him, and I found your genealogy. Yeah. You're supposed to tell the stories. Uh, there's stories all around us. But they lost. That there's your great grandpa, your great great. They lost their son. Uh, somebody lost their son in death. You're writing. See, you're writing the stories of that family. 
there's tales to tell. Uh, when you sort of came forward about your reading as well, uh, there were some kind of specifics that came up around that, um, around your genealogy. Maybe uh, you talked about being from Hungary. They talked about uh, you had another trip that you were planning coming up around Europe that would have had to do your, your genealogy. You have this trip overseas, your genealogy. This lady's going to come up and she's like, unusual European and that you'll have an opportunity to go there she shows up there but when I say she's like religious or very religious superstitious in her time and that um, your genealogy is feeding into this uh, I did know from my great-grandmother that she was originally from Hungary never asked questions while she was alive and um, I never really had much to go on and uh, I didn't bring it up to you because my last name is not Hungarian, and uh, but you you said that you saw Hungary in in the reading from Hungary and relatives from Hungary and coming across from the ocean and the water and two brothers and that was all true. I knew I know that's true. So for you just to zoom in on Hungary now, Hungary is very hard place to find information, but you you kind of nailed it there with the with the Hungary. One of the things that was also very specific was you talked about my great grandfather. I didn't say anything to you, but you said it was a man who who died a long time ago in the war. I think you mentioned the war and from tuberculosis. Well, he actually died of pneumonia. Well, tuberculosis and pneumonia are related and they're lung infections, right? Tuberculosis. That came up uh, a family died of, yeah. He died in the First World War. That's tuberculosis, of tuberculosis, though? Uh, in the Like trenches. lung infections, yeah. Lung infections. Yeah, he was buried in France. So so I didn't tell you that, and, and you, you told me, and that's what I, uh, I, I actually found it in the genealogy where they actually described how he had died of pneumonia and, so that was um, was kind of like an eye opening and from you kind of like an opener it was and later on in the reading you you kind of we also went into some really kind of weird messaging around a crest with colors do you have a crest a crest family crest um there's well, something I know i've seen one they're showing i don't know why the family crest but they're showing me a, a crest and there's something red that'll be important around that, red on it. Um, but these three people, you you have pictures of them. They're showing up with you already. So you don't need to pull them out. That's what I'm getting at. They come in as you walk in the door. When you told me about it, you talked about a crest. You didn't say family crest, but you said a crest and you said uh colored red and so of course my assumption was that it was a family crest with red velvet uh, you know i'm thinking royalty or something <laughs> like that well that night I'll, I'll just tell you this quickly that night after the reading my wife and i went to a fundraising social this was before covid stopped us but we went to a fundraising social and it was in early well, midwinter so it was snow out and got outside and i'm walking into the to the function and I look down and there's this glistening shiny object in the snow because it would, had already 
it was nighttime, so it was glistening in the light. I picked it up and it was a metallic object. I don't know, an amulet or a talisman. And, and uh, I, I didn't know what it was. My wife didn't know what it was. So I, I put it in my pocket and forgot all about it and went into the social. And I, we put in some tickets for, for uh, a silent auction. And <laughs> sure, sure enough, uh, I don't know what happened, but I'm not usually this lucky, but I... <laughs> took all the prizes and everybody was stunned thinking, oh, this, this is fixed. But when we got out, my wife said, you know, let's have a look at that object that you found in the snow. And we went in the car and turned, you know, the interior lights of the car, turned it on and, and looked at the amulet and I held it up to the light and it shone red. Well, it, when I look at it in the light of day, it's kind of a purplish, but it was red underneath the car light. And it has some kind of, I don't know what the, the scrollings are on it, but it's, a, it's an inscription of some sort. It looks like really like one of those hanging spoons that you would have, an ornamental spoon. Yeah, yeah. But I look at it and it looks like it could be a, a crest of some sort and the color. And I thought, it's, that's the very first thing I thought of was Bernice nailed something. I was thinking something else. <laughs> but it turned, you know, family crest, but it turned out to be a lucky social prize. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And oh. further that you also talked about me finding dimes, which would have yeah. been symbols of, of loved ones leaving, leaving for me. They're going to leave you dimes everywhere. You're going to find dimes in the weirdest places at the weirdest times. Know that it's them. Okay. And so I thought, well, okay. Uh, dimes. Well, I had cleaned up our, our kitchen before we left for this fundraiser. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know I cleaned it up. And when we got home that night from the fundraiser, right on the counter, which I had wiped down and cleaned, there was a dime there. And I know I cleaned it off. I know I didn't leave it there. There was nothing on there. And the dime story gets even sillier. Uh, I got out a bit like shortly after the reading, I got out of bed. And uh, my, my wife said to me, come here. And so I, I walked over and she said, turn around. So I said, what are you looking at? She says, you've got a dime stuck to your ass, <laughs> to your butt. And I went, what? So I felt around on the cheek of my butt. And I'm, I'm telling everybody that I, that I sleep with, with nothing on. And uh, there's a dime stuck to my butt. So, so my family members are having some fun because I don't know how that got there. <laughs> and I do find, I still, to this day, uh, still find dimes. Uh, and I think every time I find a dime, I think of you and I think of my family. Probably that little crew of yours that shows up with you right away, your, your grandparents, because your family tends to live to be old, I believe. Yes, uh, longevity in our family. Thank you for sharing that. Now, um, and further, as we sort of went further into the reading, we also talked about your kids or some some exciting news around your kids. You mentioned I had two children, and you said boys, and that's what I have, are two boys. There's these two kids. There's different sets here, so... Um, two, two children? Two, two do you kids? have... Because there's three that show up. I don't know that they all belong to. Do you have two? Okay. Two kids. One of your kids 
is changing jobs. What a feather in their cap. Big time. Big time. The other kid is moving away. You said that one would would be up for a promotion and it would be a feather in his cap and something that he's looked forward to. And, and all of this came to truth. But one of you, you said one would be moving away. Well, my son got a big promotion at work and it was unexpected. This was before the reading, uh, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, after the reading. And he also bought his first house. And during the second reading, uh, mm -hmm. It was just moving in and you had called it and said, you know, your son's going to be moving and he had just moved that day. There is one of your kids who are moving or relocating from Winnipeg. Do they live outside of Winnipeg now? Uh, no, both of them are here, okay. but one of them is married. And moving out the way. Good. There, yeah. there's a house, there's a move. Yeah. It was kind of like I didn't say any mention anything about boys, and you hit boys, so two boys, and a real feather in their cap. Well, and that's lovely. That's yeah. lovely. I know there was another piece in listening back into reading around a baby, a birth of a baby. There's also news of a child coming within two years. News of a child. Uh, that seemed to, to hit you kind of in a weird way. Tell me about that. Well, you did talk about a baby, a baby, and you did say boy. And my cousin, uh, who I'm fairly close to, uh, her first child, she wasn't pregnant at the first reading, during the first reading. In the second reading, which we had just recently, she was eight and a half months pregnant. And they knew it was a boy because they had the, the sex determined. So... Mm -hmm. She's having a baby boy. Now, you had said she was going through natural childbirth, planned it the whole way. And, but you had said there was a boy and then I think it would be delivered by C-section or induction. There is news of a baby coming. It will be born through a C-section or an induction and that you'll know about this even within the next six to eight months about the pregnancy. And I believe it's a little boy. And I did not hear anything about that. I just kind of nodded and okay. <laughs> and uh, I got a call from my mom a day after our reading telling me that uh, my cousin has to have a C-section. So they had the C-section, delivered a healthy baby boy. Well, and you know, so your grandma and grandpa and your great grandpa, they're all there to message that. They're all there for that. That's where I often think these messages come from because people often ask uh, me to teach classes in tarot or tea leaf or palm reading or it, it, it's not in the tool. Those are just message boards. They're just languages of energy that's all they do they give us a language around energy uh spirit really tells us these things they guide us with these things and so well i'm pleased that there is a, a healthy wonderful little baby boy that's exciting news yeah, that's nice that's some pretty crazy stuff i've been telling you holy moly <laughs> now there was a question again you had brought up around your brother's health there's something very uh, fragile, um, weakened, deteriorating 
around his health. I don't think there's a quick fix to this. Does okay. it, do you see physical or mental or both? Well, he might make those choices, right? Um, I, I have a little conflict with it because my, my, my brother was um, suffering. Uh, he's always been a very strong, strong person. You know, the life of the party, everybody looks up to him and he's been suffering some uh, mental health issues lately depression and I asked you about that something's going on in terms of it's not just mental health if you're thinking oh he has mental like just psychiatric issues and he's depressed there's something health wise going on that's directly contributing to any psychosis he might be presenting it has worried our family because he is a um, um, I'll say he's kind of a type A personality where he works, works hard, um, you know, very successful, works hard, um, has a lot on his plate. So I'm very conflicted on whether or not to discuss the physical aspect with him. So I'm trying to decide how to approach that uh, with him. You know, he's never seen a psychic. He's never seen you. Um, I think he did w want to maybe giving him a gift of uh, a session with you or reading with you um, as a present from me, maybe that would. I, I make a great present. Yes. But in terms of your, <laughs> thank you. Uh, but in terms of your brother's health, yeah. anytime spirit shows up in a reading and brings up something, it's because they're giving you an opportunity to address it in some way or an opportunity just to look at it. And as you were sort of talking about all this, um, spirit kept saying his stomach, pancreas, upper stomach, um, something around that area, uh, upper digestive tract to watch for, and that could yeah. include ulcers or chronic issues. Uh, he, he did have a cancerous polyp removed years ago uh, from his intestine. His yeah. digestive tract. Yeah, that's, yeah. honey, that's all I'm, that's all spirit wants you to know, right? Is yeah. uh, when you ask about your brother's health and they say to you, yes, there's depression, but this could also be tied to his digestive tract, his health there, his, um, and they're telling me to look in his upper digestive tract and that he might be thinking it's acid reflux. It could just be, you know, things that could become chronic, right? And so when spirit tells us these things, they're not dire warnings. They're not, uh, they're, they're just, you can address them otherwise, because the truth is this, God uh, will never tell you the time of your death. And no man is to know, no human is to know that really. And that when you're being, when you're being said, you know, they have some, something underlying, it's just that they, they, they should just be on, be paying attention to it. And it sounds like he's had issues there before. And that spirit just wants him to just be mindful that the, because he's such a powerful personality that maybe um, that driven force could manifest as a bad stomach area where you you store stress, anger, uh, discouragement, those kind those sorts of things, right? And so spirit just wants him to pay attention to that. Okay. 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 Yeah. Well, that's comforting. So mm -hmm. and, and, and that's good to know. So. Yeah, and I think it's what we've talked about before, like what you just mentioned in terms of he's had something removed before, and that I think that when stress builds up uh, for him. 
uh, that he needs just to manage that. So that's, I think, spare one of you guys to know that as well. Um, I, I did have a question for you. Um, sure. I was thinking of this before, uh, before we were talking. And I had mentioned to you, I'm not a very spiritual person. I, I'm, I'm just more of a, of a, a nature science person. Yeah. So the reason I'm, I'm trying to figure out why I'm not so as spiritual as other people is that I have not experienced a lot of grief in my life. And, and you know, I'm, I'm lucky. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, my parents, both of them are still alive. They won't be, you know, in time. But I, I haven't had a lot of tragedy. I've been very mm-hmm. middle of the road. Uh, everything's been, I've, I've just been a middle of the road person. And I'm just wondering if, because I'm not, I don't think in a spiritual way, is it because I have not experienced a lot of grief in my life? You find that more people that have experienced mm-hmm. grief are more spiritual in nature? Not necessarily. I don't think that's a hard no. I think it's not necessarily. I think you as a science nature guy, you see the beauty of God's work. You mm-hmm. see the the intricacies, the logic, the brilliance, the amazement, the sciences, the uh, benevolence of God's work, which is nature all around us. God's temple is all around us. And so because you see that and you seek to understand that, therefore you are spiritual. And you connect to that spirit through probably your root chakra, probably your solar plexus, more on a very rooted, grounded level. And that nature would speak to you the same as um, as spirit. And so it would manifest spirit can only manifest. And as you lose people, it manifests into that spirit energy, as opposed to this carbon-based dimension we're in, where you connect to those vibrations of earth, of signs, of this dimension. And there's no, uh, this is all the creation of God's work. Okay. Yeah. So you are spiritual in connecting to nature. Okay. Well, that's good. And I'm full of energy and I know when I pass from this plane, uh, my energy mm-hmm. will, will continue. Transform yeah. into uh, light, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, as you transform into light, and that is when we talk about from that natural, that natural energy to light energy. And so we all go through that transformation between birth and death, all of us at some point or another. And uh, you still appreciate the beauty of God's work and you haven't had the suffering of grief to accompany that just yet. And it, it happens in all of our lives. And it is just, it's, it's how we shift, how we evolve and how we grow okay. as painful as that is, but that's, that's the reality of walking in a human experience. Well, very profound. Yes. I like that. So there's a price to pay for walking in a human well, I don't know that it's a price. I think it's a natural evolution, just like you can still appreciate God in the beauty of nature. And then you can still appreciate God in the beauty of spirit. It's just a different vibration, my friend. That's all. Okay. okay. But it's all God's work. Okay. Well, thank you. And thank you, Brian. And thank you for sharing your experiences uh, with me and with us. And I look forward to maybe reading you one day again in the future. You will for sure. And thank you for being you. Uh, well, uh, that's easy. <laughs> something in the air, always something in the air. 
Thank you to Brian for sharing your experience and thanks for listening to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast. Before we go, please leave us some stars and a review. If you enjoyed this episode and found nuggets of wisdom and magic, please share it with someone you think would enjoy it. If you'd like to participate or contribute to the show, contact us through our website. Tune for our next episode where we hear from Linda and the beloved deceased grandson who shows up with stunning messages for their family. Until next time, stay safe, stay well. So many years has gone by But I think about you, about you all the time Thanks for joining us. For social media links and to book an appointment with Bernice, visit BerniceBissonPsychic.com If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Remember, spirit has your greatest good at heart, your soul is light, and you are valued. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.